Hello, and welcome to this new episode of the Hamilton Review of Books podcast. Before the summer ends, we wanted to do a short episode on beach reads. Today's guest is Victoria Kinsel. She's based in Niagara and a huge bookworm. During the pandemic, she wanted to take her love of reading a step forward and opened up an Instagram account that just took off. You can find her at bookcasebell in the Insta, and we'll have the link in the show notes. She loves romance and mystery genres, and we will touch upon those in today's episode. And then we'll do our short book club featuring Emily Henry's latest novel, Happy Place. Enjoy! Hi, Victoria. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. And welcome to this episode. And thanks for being a guest of thanks the for Hamilton. Having me. Oh, no worries. Uh, so, this is the Hamilton Review of Books podcast. Uh, and I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to listen to any of our episodes. Uh, so, you kind of know what, what we're doing. And so, we try to talk about different themes. And Victoria is going to be talking to us about beach reads. And so, maybe uh, you can give us a little bit of an introduction who you are, where your presence is online, because you have a very very active uh, Instagram. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself. Sure, thank you. Uh, well, my name's Victoria, and my Instagram handle is at bookcasebell. So I am what is known in the Instagram world as a bookstagrammer, which is a book influencer. Um, I share reviews of books that I've read and recommendations and just all sorts of different bookish content. Books have always been a big hobby of mine. Um, when I came up with my Instagram handle, Bookcase Bell, I wanted to incorporate something that was from Beauty and the Beast because Belle was always my favorite Disney princess and she kind of she introduced me books. to my love of reading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I wanted to have something with her in it. Um, and yeah, I started my Instagram through the pandemic. I actually started in the fitness sort of category of Instagram and that didn't work out, but it did bring me a lot of new friends, new people that I met, and they sort of introduced me to this Instagram world called Bookstagram. So I decided to focus my account there, and I just really re-fell in love with the hobby of reading. So I guess that's when I made my Bookstagram, and the rest is history. Oh, fantastic. And you have like over 10,000 followers or something like that. I think it's pretty crazy. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, my my wife uh, became Instagram famous, but she does like uh, it's similar. Once you, I guess you hit the ten k <laughs> mark, you're you're in a different level. Uh, yeah. But she does mostly like um, educational activities and stuff like that that oh, she cool. she put together when my uh, my kid my daughter was uh, younger. So though she she hasn't kept it up, it's so hard. There's so much pressure. <laughs> yeah. It's like even like I have a much more modest following on Instagram, and it's it's hard enough. Like you feel it's like all these people they're. Like, like doing regular stories and all their their uh, purchases. I guess your 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 TBR lists and your uh, reviews. It's like I don't have time to, yeah. to do it all. So there's always a struggle of finding that balance between if you want to keep it up and have that creative out outlet you have to post all the time and if you don't you know there's there's other things you have hobbies and you have work and whatnot it's so hard to find that balance but I love the community that I've found because I don't have to keep it up all the time and people always kind of stick around and want to hear what everybody's reading and it's a really Absolutely, good community yeah. on social media I find 
and and then even like Instagram, Bookstagram divides into different areas because I think you know I'm more into literary fiction, and so I guess the folks I tend to follow tend to be more literary fiction. I assume you're the folks you follow tend to be more interested in romance or di- mm-hmm. different genre kinds of books, and so it's interesting sometimes to like poke your head into the other uh, to the other like <laughs> niches and see what other people are talking about. Uh, and I'm sure there's probably some competition between the different niches as well. <laughs> and some yeah. snark uh but you know it, it is what it is instagram in general is a much friendlier place to be than for example twitter for which sure is hopefully in its uh its death knell right now yeah. so we came you're here talking about beach reads and i guess you know it's the summer has started people are about to go on vacation so w- w- what's your definition of beach read what would you consider a beach read for me this is going to sound very young generation of me um but i think a beach read is all about the vibes i love the settings that are at the beach at the lake on vacation something that makes me want to be outside and be in the sunshine or even if I can't be outside something that makes me feel like I'm sitting in the sun with the warmth on my skin it doesn't have to be anything special but just that sort of make me want to be outside make me want to be on vacation kind of vibes that that defines a beach read for me so when you're thinking of beach read for yourself are you looking for something that's lighter uh, that isn't necessarily that dark or or you know something that maybe you know in it's is there a specific like age group of the characters you're looking for? The kinds of happenings? What are you looking for? Yeah, I find something a little bit lighter that I don't have to put a ton of thought into. Something that I can just throw in my bag and carry around and pick up where I left off. I find my books in the summer are very similar to my TV in the summer. In the summer is when I watch all those crazy reality shows that you just kind of pick up and laugh at and kind of walk away from when they're over and that's sort of like my books my books are filled with just typical drama nothing too deep nothing too um like dark and thrillery um nothing kind of wintry very much just light romance something that i would define as fun or just upbeat in a sense so when it's not the summer, what do you like to read? Like, what, what do you consider darker material for, like, the, <laughs> the fall months and winter? For me, darker would be more of the mystery thrillers. I find I, I don't know if there's a term for it, but I call myself a seasonal reader. So I can't okay, read certain genres yeah. in the summer, in the winter, etc. So if it's the summertime and you give me a book that takes place, you know, in Alaska or somewhere that it's really cold or even just in the winter... I will not read it until the winter. So I go through phases. Um, I tend to do in the summer is more of my romance and lighter reads. And then in the fall and winter would be my mystery thrillers. Nothing super dark. I'm not a fan of very gory or psychological thriller kind of books, but that's when I'll read those. And my fantasy, I go into a bit of a fantasy phase in the winter too, I find. And then circles back around in spring to romance <laughs> yeah no i i definitely seasonal reading is is a real thing and i know a lot of people like october is their spooky month yeah and uh, i for me i i guess in terms of genre books i like crime fiction uh so i know for a lot of people beach reads are is crime fiction right now at this point <laughs> they want to bring a, a good thriller i think a lot of people re- a lot of there's big releases that happened in june of people who try to write those detective novels or police procedurals uh but also it's a time for romance and there's a lot of big romance titles that get released in in may and june including the one we're going to be talking about a little later um do you have any plans this summer heading off to the beach at all 
I have every Friday off in the summer, and so I was actually just with my sister before we recorded this, and we were making plans to go to the beach, hopefully majority of those Fridays. Um, but every long weekend, my boyfriend and I, we go up to his family's cottage, and we spend the weekend there, and so that's always the highlight of my reading in the summer. I always plan what I'm going to read for then, and sort of stuff like that so nothing too big but do you um like reading paperbacks or do you have an e-reader what do you find is the best format for reading because for me i have an e-reader i do like re reading physical books as well and i find that when you're on the beach the e-reader is a, a very convenient kind of thing uh, as long as you're the glare sometimes interferes with it but you know the new e-readers have ways to deal with that but how about yourself i definitely go through phases but i think a paperback book will always be my top pick um i just i love the feeling i love the smell of them i love how portable they are and yeah. a lot of people might cringe when they hear this but i'm the type that will break the spine i'll have it open okay. like i just want to read it and i want it to i'm be cringing <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I guess it depends what, like, it, you know, if you pick up the, I really used to love the, the paper, sorry, the pocket paperback. And whenever, mm -hmm. when I was a kid, the, I guess one of the books that really got me into reading when I was a teenager was John Grisham books. And I loved getting like the, the pocket paperbacks for that. And I had no issue bending the spine. I think I'm much more anal now than I used to be. Uh, but I guess if I were to pick up one of those books from the drugstore or the grocery store, I would probably be fine. Especially like it has, a, it serves a very uh, specific utility, you know, to give you something yeah. to read on the beach, so you feel a little more comfortable, and you don't don't worry about it getting wet or sand in the paper in the book and things like that. I do. I have an e-reader, and I try to read a little bit on there because, like you said, it's really good for when you're near water or outside. You don't get your book dirty, but I just find I always gravitate back towards that paperback book just the physical copies so. so what's your favorite genre for the beach you mentioned some so what are you reading this summer what are your plans um definitely a lot of romance I find I pack into the summer but lately I've been picking up a couple of different genres um I found a couple of mystery thrillers that I really like yeah yeah tell us the names yeah, yeah. my recommendations yeah um, so my first recommendation, I found this one a year ago, is Meet Me at the Lake by Carly Fortune. It has very cottagey lake vibes. It's a classic romance where they've just, they've been apart for a while. They re-meet. It's very sweet. I really enjoyed it. Um, I also really like Jennifer Weiner's books. Um, most of her new ones, like Big Summer, That Summer, they're summertime themed. Um, but they are more family dramas, so you get all different sort of, um, POVs and just all different you get a whole bunch of different characters she's really good with size rep and LGBTQ rep and just having a good variety of different characters so really like her reads um, I also discovered this year a book called Bad Summer People by Emma Rosenblum. <laughs> she is a newer author, I believe, um, but it's all about the summer on the island small town drama. It's thrilling. It's got just all sorts of, again, different characters, different POVs, and it's just, I loved every minute of it. It was so good. It just captivated me. Um, and of course, I always recommend Emily Henry for romance yes. as well. She's got books like People We Meet on Vacation, Book Lovers, Happy Place, and hers are always more romance and just very summer themed. Well, as well, we'll go into a bit more uh, details about Emily because she's now a huge star in uh, in the romance yeah. <laughs> world. And I, I, I have to say, I'm definitely one of those people that's uh, probably uh, 
pointed my nose nose up a bit towards romance uh, at various points and then I was going through a reading slump last year and it was like okay maybe it's something light and I I, I listened to the audiobook for um, book lovers which like any book lo like lover would you know it's a romance about uh, the publishing industry uh, <laughs> so it was great and I I loved it and so I think uh, I for people who get stuck, I think, and I'm definitely one of these people in their lane in terms of what they like and what they don't like. And, uh, you know, I'm comfortable with accepting that, you know, I, I definitely have a lane that I prefer, but it's worth sometimes to get out of that sometimes to give yourself a different perspective to see a different kind of writing that is is, is quite effective and endearing. So uh, yes, yeah, so I appreciate that. And I think more people need to do that. Uh, so those are great recommendations. So what's something you don't like to read in the heat? What do you what you, you mentioned some of it? Have you tried? Is there any books that you would say didn't work for you as well? I have actually I have a friend that will read holiday books all season round she'll read the christmas books the hanukkah books and because that's her favorite season that's what she loves so i was similar to you where i was in just one lane and my bookstagram kind of opened me up to a bunch of different genres and part of that was holiday reading and um more winter themed cabin mystery thrillers i was never big on that i was always a reader in the summer and then the rest of the year i had school time etc so i never really read a lot during those times so anyways I did try to read a holiday book last year I think it was Labor Day weekend and I was at the cottage and I had received an advanced copy of a holiday book and I really wanted to read it I was really excited about it and I just could not do it I couldn't sit on the dock with the waves and the sunshine and read about the snow blowing outside and the holidays and so I do find that books that take place outside of the season are often really hard for me to get into in the summer for some reason. Yeah, sometimes I struggle with, like, I like literary fiction, and, and sometimes if the book gets too heavy, or if it's too long or too dense, in the summer months, I, I find I can struggle with that, and it becomes a challenge to get through a title, and I'm sure we've all been through it. I'm someone who does not like to DNF a book. I, I often, yeah. I have a, a friend on, on BookTube, his name is Sean the Book Maniac, and he he's also on Instagram, and he is like the king of DNF, uh, bailing, and he, he does not shy away if he's not into a book after a few pages he just bails on it I can't do that and sometimes I do when it does when I have it means it really have not uh, clicked into it but you know it can be a, a chore getting through a book uh, that is hundreds of like four or five hundred pages long and then you're like I need to finish this and so in the summer <laughs> I find it's especially hard because you know the heat almost adds a burden to the reading experience uh, and, and you sometimes struggle with it but I do want to recommend a couple of maybe more literary books that I think are, are breezier uh, and and can get you into it. So the first is uh, is Eleanor Cadden's uh, new book called Burnham Wood. Now, she's famous because she won the Booker Prize for a book called um, The Luminaries back in like almost like over 10 years ago. She was the youngest ever winner. And that one is a very like... It's it's a it's like long. It's like eight hundred pages long, and it was very like structurally experimental. And I know not every and every person uh, would like it. I would not recommend it for a summer read. I listened to the audiobook, <laughs> and the audiobook was great because it was like a full cast performance. Uh, but this new book has been described as a literary thriller, and it takes place in uh, like this gardening anti-capitalist collective in New Zealand that goes and and makes 
uses land that isn't being used to uh, make gardens. And they develop this relationship with this Musk-esque billionaire in in northern uh, New Zealand. And then it goes on a very weird, dark direction. And it is a page turner uh, and a shocking ending. So I would definitely recommend that. And the other one I just finished listening to the audiobook is Colson Whitehead, uh, who's known for the Underground Railroad and some other books. And he's he's written, this is the second of a three book series uh kind of like a i guess it would be crime fiction it follows a furniture store owner who you wouldn't imagine would be into it but he he develops some relationships with organized crimes and shifty police officers and it takes place in the the, the first book takes place in the 60s and this one takes place in the 70s it's called crook manifesto and just like super like you want like super summer vibes maybe not the breezy beach <laughs> vibes but definitely like the uh the heavy heat vibes you definitely get that uh in this book uh and it's also like super well plotted and you get through it quite quickly i think i listened to it in in less than a day uh which is is never easy so uh so anyways those would be two recommendations i would make in, in the more literary side uh, of books amazing mm. i'll have to add some of those to my tbr uh, so uh, how do you respond because obviously there's there is some snarkiness uh that people have and i can't you know i just saw someone uh, uh do a very harsh review of the i guess one of the hot tiktok fantasy books and colleen hoover which is a huge deal i know some people look down on on her i haven't read her so i can't comment one way or another but there is some snobbiness that exists uh so i'm curious what how, how would you respond to someone who's like oh i don't think i can read this book it's you know it, it's too below me because uh, i think people should so how would you respond to people who uh, snark a little for me I find if somebody if I recommend somebody a book and it's romance and maybe that's not their favorite genre and like you said they just kind of they don't think they can read it my response is always just that's fine I appreciate that everybody has their own genres Um, I do enjoy seeing people get out of their comfort zone and try different genres but that being said I know that every genre isn't for every person and I think as long as you enjoy what you read and you feel good about the books you're supporting, the books you're reading, I think that's all that matters. If somebody is really supporting an author that you just simply don't like the genre, I say just don't comment on it and leave them be. And for the people that do find those negative comments, I try my best to just let them roll off my shoulder because I know that romance brings me joy and to some people it might not. Or to some people they might find it too light, they like a little bit of darker reads. So I think as long as you just kind of just just mind your business stay with what you like if you like that just don't look down on other people for liking Absolutely. other things That's you know always i always opinion. find that like like there's a lot in life that is um is not nice our experiences in the world is and sometimes feels like a dark place and we try to find little glimpses of joy in different places so i always try to avoid being too overly critical i do know what i like but i also know that sometimes forcing myself to maybe explore what other people likes uh are you get to maybe appreciate something you you wouldn't and emily henry is a perfect example like she has been buzzing now for several years 
years, I was definitely someone who was like, oh, I'm never going to read romance. And because partially, like, I think when people think of romance, they often think of Harlequin ro romances that they, you know, I remember my mom had a bunch of Harlequin romances. It's the books you see when you, you're at the at the Shoppers Drug Mart or wherever. And, and I, actually, the genre is much broader than that. Uh, and I found that the, uh, for example, Emily Henry's books were, were really engaging. So I, I have different feelings about different ones, but I think that at the very at the very least, it's something that I think people should explore. And I would recommend. I'm not sure. Do you do audiobooks? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love yeah, listening I, I, them when I work. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And so, like, I find audiobooks are maybe a great way for people to enter a genre they aren't especially comfortable with because they're again that less effort you know you can just do it while you're washing the dishes or doing some chores and I find that you can get through them quite quickly especially if you don't listen to them at one time so, uh, yeah I, I listen to audiobooks at this point between 1.5 and 1.7 depending on on how I'm feeling and I, I, I watched a YouTube video recently where someone said that they actually record them very slowly uh, so they're not meant to be listened at one time. So yeah, so Eddie, I, I pointed out to a friend who likes audiobooks and she was like, you mean you can listen to them faster? And it's like, <laughs> yes. And then once you start listening to them faster, you can't go back because then it does sound like someone is talking very, very slowly. Yeah. Um, I'm a very impatient person and I find I start listening to them faster and faster as I get through the book. And then when it gets yes. to the end and I go to put it back, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe how slow this is going. Has it been this slow the whole time? But when you first get yeah. into it, you don't notice it as much. But no, yeah, and yeah, you can, you can increase it incrementally. So yeah, I definitely think people should. And I think we've given a bunch of recommendations for folks uh, for this uh, summer. Uh, to listen to so I think at this point we'll take a little break uh, and we'll come back and we will talk about happy place it's happy place or happy places happy place you will yes. happy place okay welcome back uh, Victoria, so we are going to be talking about Emily Henry's Happy Place. Now, Emily Henry has become a, a sensation of the, I guess, popular romance uh, literature world. Uh, she's also very active on Instagram, and so I, I do follow her. And she's had bestseller after bestseller. I've only actually read uh, this one and Book Lovers. I tried to get a copy of people we meet on vacation and beach reads but the wait times are huge at the library at least for the audiobooks and which tells you something people go check her out uh, so maybe Victoria can you tell us about how did you discover Emily Henry for sure. how did she emerge out of nowhere into like the superstar I discovered her through Instagram um, I think her book people we meet on vacation was the first one to come up for me and I, that was one of the books that I resisted for a really long time because I saw all of the hype surrounding it on Instagram. And eventually I thought, okay, if people are saying it's this good, maybe it's worth checking out. So that was one of the first ones that I read. Um, and that was kind of how I discovered her. I just started reading her books from there. I followed her on Instagram. And I, it's funny that you brought up her Instagram because she is very active and that was almost what drew me to her was how funny she is on her Instagram and I just love her posts. I feel like 
at least on Instagram anyway, she seems like a very nice person. So. She's super supportive of other yeah. authors too. Yeah. You can know, like in between her own publicity, she makes an effort to highlight other books, I guess what her readers or her fan base would be into. So I really appreciate yeah. that when people are generous like that. Cause it's, it's so hard to become successful as a writer. And once you've made it, it's important, I think, to help others who are still, you know, on their way to hopefully having some success. Uh, so what was your, the first book you read was uh, People You Meet on Vacation, mm-hmm. which, what is that about? Maybe just give a bit of a synopsis. So that one is a friends to lovers type romance. It was about two friends. I can't remember it completely, but it was two friends that ended up um, on a vacation together. I think there was some sort of wedding or some event that drew them both to this location. And when they got there, they ended up getting stuck together in so many different ways. And they had they had a friendship, they had a falling out, and then they sort of started to rekindle that friendship and discovered some feelings for each other. And funny enough, when I read that one, I actually didn't enjoy that one. Um, but I kept giving her a chance and I really enjoyed the rest of them. So the one I read first or listened to was Book Lovers, mm-hmm. and that involves, I guess, two editors at a uh, at a uh, publishing house who have a a very cold, off-putting relationship with one another, and by chance they end up in this town together. I forget why she was there, but I know he was visiting his family, and and they slowly realize that they're, they they share a lot in common and they're very attracted to one another, but it's one of those off-again, on-again relationships, and it's unclear where it's going. I found it quite endearing, and, uh, and it roped me in right away. Uh, so, but now she just released Happy Place, uh, and maybe you could tell folks uh, what what is Happy Place about. Definitely, Happy Place is about a couple. Um, they had recently broken up, and it was so recent that they hadn't yet told their friends. And so, in part of their breakup, they had went their separate ways and were living separately, and they were divvying up um, these events that they were going to go to. One of them got a wedding, and one of them got this trip with all of their friends. Um, they have a bunch of mutual friend couples that always go to this house for the summer. And so uh, the main character was supposed to go there by herself, and then the friends convinced her partner to go along. And she didn't know this was all happening until she got there. So anyways, then they meet up at this house with all of their friends, and they decide that instead of bringing some darkness to the vacation by telling everybody that they had split up, they were going to continue to act like they were together. And so the friends had given them the room with the one bed when they were expecting to be in two beds and just a bunch of things that happened that sort of tried to keep them together even though they were broken up. Yeah, and just maybe to give some context, the reason why they're they're back here, it's the I guess the when the friend that owns the cottage or whatever the house is it in Massachusetts? I think there was the lobster yeah. uh, <laughs> a festival of some sort going on here. It's been a bit a couple of months since I, I listened to it, but uh, I guess the house is being sold. Her mm-hmm. father is selling it, and so it's the last time they're going to get an opportunity to spend together in this uh, location so they didn't want to poo poo on that which makes sense yeah Yeah. so what else happens you want we don't want to give too many spoilers (laughs) but i'm not sure if you want to give anything else in terms of uh, uh, the plot for sure it's definitely very summary um and all of the characters sort of have their own things going on so there's just a lot of different situations that they end up in but they're the type of group of friends that have traditions where they do different things every day of the week and so because the house is going up for sale and they knew this is going to be the last one 
Um, I think there was one friend that just wanted to make sure everything went to plan. She had a plan, a schedule that everybody was going to follow. It was very strict. Um, they did things like they did go to the lobster event, they go to the beaches, they go to the bookstore, and they do all of this sort of as friends, just like a one time in a year to bring everybody together. And one of the, I guess, uh, other things to bring up is that uh, the, the, the romantic interests there, they they broke up, but they had to live in different parts of the uh, the country. I think she's in med school in Los Angeles, and he moves out there with her, struggles, I guess, uh, finding um, footing in, in Los Angeles, and ends up moving back home under the auspices that his, his, his was it his father was sick or his mom was sick? I can't recall. One of them, yeah. Uh, but one of, one of his parents is sick and then ends up uh, getting uh, brought into some business potential there that he, he excels at. And and, but it's unclear why they actually broke up because they clearly have very strong feelings and he's not completely upfront as to, to why the relationship has ended or why he pushed it in that direction. Uh, so uh, so what do you feel about it? Did you, did you enjoy it compared to some of her other work? I really enjoyed it. I find when I read a book by an author that has previous writings, I am always comparing. Um, and I felt like this one was really, really well done. I felt like it had a lot of the romance and summary aspect that you would expect, but it also had a lot of comedy and wit and interesting characters, yeah. adventures. I felt like it sort of encompassed just a whole bunch of things, but I really enjoyed it. I really like this one, and I think it might be one of my favorites written by her that I've read so far. I didn't like it quite as much as book lovers, and I think part of it was that the... Uh, look, I get uh, an element of the genre of romance is the lack of or inability of the two uh, love interests to communicate properly <laughs> with one another uh, and and that helps move the plot often uh, and but at, at times I found it very frustrating because the the fellow there is not very communicative and his anxieties or uh, concerns about the relationship could have probably been dealt with in a much more open and honest fashion and of course that leads to like you needed his coyness uh, to advance things to a certain degree because or else things would have resolved probably a lot faster. <laughs> but I, at some point I just wanted to like, just tell her what you feel yeah. or what's going on. <laughs> and also she's similar kind of thing. She's she's not liking her intern or I guess her residency that she's doing. She's not sure that's the kind of, she wants to be a doctor or that kind of doctor. Uh, so um, it's, a, I guess the, for me, I found it frustrating. But sometimes, you know, good books that you're really into, you get frustrated. I remember like we've all read or I assume we've all read Harry Potter and there's definitely moments in Harry Potter where you just want to shake Harry it's like what are you doing just talk to Dumbledore uh and so I guess that's part of uh being um uh, invested in the plot of of the story anything else you'd like to to say about uh, the particular book is there anything you didn't like about it compared to some of her others um I'm definitely the exact same way the miscommunication trope in romance books is something that's very agitating to me as well um and in this one i found the main character harriet made a lot of assumptions about how other people were feeling and as much as i can relate to that being somebody with sort of a bird's eye view point of view on the whole situation it was definitely very frustrating for me but other than that i felt like i really enjoyed it
Yeah, but the trope works. Yeah, though. I guess that's part of it. Is you want you want your readers to feel invested so much so that they get pissed off at the characters <laughs> when they're doing silly things. I found uh, book lovers was because it was much more an individual story. It was almost told exclusively uh, just from the female protagonist's uh, perspective, and so you had less of the these because in, in in happy place all of the characters are not communicating properly. Yeah. And so there's a lot of it going on uh, in terms of all the anxieties that are going on. Because there, there's also that subplot in Happy Place where the two other friends feel that they are to, are neglecting one another. And again, it's just a miscommunication issue. Uh, but, you know, it works. And it, we might not like it, but it's one of the things that draws us into uh, those books. Now, if you are... Uh, uh, Emily Henry, uh, you're interested in exploring Emily Henry. What's the first book you would tell people to pick up? I would recommend actually starting out with Beach Read. I believe that was one of her first books that sort of got really popular on social media um, and sort of started that Emily Henry trend. And I felt like that one was good. It, in my opinion, isn't the best one, but I felt like it was just it was something that everybody can kind of relate to. It's perfect for summer, so I really enjoyed that one. Um, and then, of course, book lovers as well. If you are a book lover like us, you will yeah. enjoy that sort of editing world side and just all of the little bookish things that are mentioned in that one. So those are two really good ones to start out with, I think. Okay, that's fantastic. Now, can you tell us, what are you reading right now? What's your next speech read? I am actually in between books right now, so I've got a couple um, pre-orders that have come in. So I think the seven-year slip by oh goodness I can't remember the author's name but it just came out um the author also wrote the dead romantics which was one that I really enjoyed so that one um is definitely one that I'm gonna go into and then I've just got a couple coming up that I'm thinking about there's the whispers by Ashley Audrain she is a Canadian author I think she actually was born and raised in Welland so I'm really looking forward to that one but of course there are two that aren't super beach ready but it's kind of what's coming up on my TBR now, you've already told us, but can you remind us what your handle is on Instagram? Yes, it is at bookcasebell. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much, Victoria, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, enjoy the rest of the summer reading as many beach reads as you can. Thanks, you too.